Welcome back to the Gentle Catholic Parenting Podcast, where I explore gentle, positive principles of parenting through the lens of our Catholic faith. I'm Kim Cameron Smith, and this is episode 15. In my last show, I talked about tantrums in older kids, and as part of that, I talked about why some kids are really bossy. Their tantrums are an attempt to control the parent and to take charge. And so I suggested that some of these controlling and bossy kids might have an alpha complex, an alpha complex. It's something I learned about in a class at the Newfeld Institute. I introduced this concept of the alpha complex, but I thought I would do another show on the topic. I'm very interested in uh, the topic. and I think it would be helpful for a lot of parents to learn more about. So in this show, I'm going to talk about different ways an alpha complex might look in kids because not all alpha kids are controlling and bossy. It can look different in different children. First, let me review uh, this alpha dynamics because we all have alpha instincts. They're actually very healthy. It's the alpha instincts that move us to care for our children and take responsibility for their well-being. So their alpha instincts are very good, but they can become perverted so that the alpha instincts come out in the wrong situations or they become a feature of our personality instead of something we experience in response to a need in a vulnerable person. Alpha instincts should move us to act to meet a need or they should come out in particular in a particular context, but they can become stuck. And that's what an alpha complex is. When you're stuck, you have an alpha complex. Alpha instincts only make sense within um, the context of attachment. One of the primary purposes of attachment is to facilitate dependency and caretaking. There are two complementary drives. One is to seek and one is to provide. One is to seek to have a need met and one is to provide for that need. That's the purpose of Alpha. It's to turn us into caregivers for our children and others who are vulnerable. Do we want to take care of them because they're vulnerable? The instincts move us to want to be the answer to a need and the other. And you can see that Alpha instincts are at the root of empathy right? Just as an aside, they're very important in the development of empathy. Recall the six phases of attachment that I've talked about before. Children, all humans, have yearnings for these six ways of attaching. We yearn for physical closeness, to be the same as, to be significant to, to belong to, to be known emotionally, and to be known psychologically. Well, our children seek us to have these needs met and we have a natural alpha drive to meet these needs. It's a natural complementary dynamic. It's like a dance. And notice that this dance is hierarchical. It is hierarchical in nature. If you were raised in a scary authoritarian home where your needs for safety and warmth weren't met, you might overcompensate in your relationship with your kids by trying to have a a very egalitarian relationship with them. We are democratizing our homes. Everything, you know, we try to have everything be equal, but that's not actually how God created our children. He created them to thrive in hierarchy with us in the lead, 
shepherding our children toward maturity. In fact, all of nature is rearranged in a hierarchy of care. I came across a really interesting article on the website Theology of the Family by Joseph Atkinson. Um, he wrote an article, like not even being, he didn't talk about the alpha complex at all or the alpha dynamic, but he said some stuff that really hit home. So I'm going to read you a quote from this article he wrote about why, so he was writing about why parents shouldn't view themselves as friends of their kids, that they're the parent, they're in the lead. So listen to this. Clearly, scripture shows that all of reality is hierarchical. God is not an equal player in creation. He is Lord. And this sense of hierarchy flows through all created being. This can be understood if we thought of creation as participating in a dance, the cosmic dance. Clearly, if everyone led or everyone followed, there would be no dance at all. Each part of creation has its own nature, its own glory, and its own role to play. True hierarchy gives life because it is never self-serving. Christ, who is Lord, comes to serve, not to be served. Family life is also caught up in this cosmic dance of relationship. Men and women, parents and children, relate to each other in, a, in, a, in highly different ways that allow each to come into fullness of being. End quote. That is so um, appropriate and relevant to what we're talking about. His name's Joseph Atkinson. I'll link to this article um, in my show notes on my website. Social science is confirming what he's talking about. It makes people uncomfortable, though. We, we, um, you know, we want everything to be equal, 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 but our kids actually need us to take the lead in their care. We need to get there ahead of them and meet the need before they start seeking. This is the gold standard. If they're preoccupied with having a need met, they're not at rest emotionally. So anyway, forget all the egalitarian parenting stuff. It's not healthy, and it doesn't work in the long run anyway. Your kids need you as a competent, confident parent who is in charge. Like They need to just take for granted that we have things under control and that we know what we're doing. And notice you have to inspire dependence. You have to inspire dependence. You cannot demand that your kids depend on you. So if you've had an, uh, an egalitarian parenting style, or if you've been a little passive, I struggle with being too passive sometimes, you have to move back into the lead. So you don't do this by saying, now I am in charge. You just move into the lead. On the last show, I suggested that you do this by making it safe for your child to depend on you and by starting to meet his attachment needs before he expresses them and in a way that he's comfortable. Because if your kids are um, like have an alpha complex and they don't want you parenting them, you have to find ways to get into the lead that they can handle, right? Okay, so that's kind of a recap. I wanna emphasize again that not all alpha kids are the controlling uh, bossy type that I talked about in the tantrum show. There are other manifestations. Gordon Neufeld calls these the faces of alpha, and that's kind of what I'm fleshing out today. So the first type is the, is the type I talked about, the bossy alpha. That's the tantruming alpha that I talked about. So it's a garden variety alpha kid who's bossy and controlling and tells you what to do. Grown-ups can be like this too. They're the ones that 
you know, they tell you how to live your life and they think they they think they know what you need more than you do. Now, we as parents, we're supposed to know what our kids needs need more than they do, but when an adult um, is kind of controlling and bossing you around, that's out of context. Okay, so the second manifestation is the competitive alpha. Healthy alpha instincts come out can they come out outside of the caretaking role. And Gordon Neufeld explained why that is. It's a um, evolutionary reason that I won't get into, but I did want to just cover this briefly, even though it's not super relevant. I want to kind of focus on the caretaking role, but this is it is kind of relevant to parenting, so I'll mention it. Uh, most often, um, the the competitive al- I mean, having a competitive alpha instinct is okay. Like if you're running a marathon and you want to beat everyone but it's because you want to see what you're made out of, not because, you know, you hate everyone or you want to, like, crush them. That's healthy alpha. Um, it's, it's harmless. But if you need to be number one just for the sake of placing and you don't really care about anything else, it can hurt you. So, for example, if a child needs to be first in his class so desperately that he actually takes easier courses or he cheats, then this is harmful to him. So I'm not gonna spend a lot of time here, but I did wanna mention it you, so you can see why it's relevant to us as parents. The key thing is just pay attention. Um, if the, your child is hard-hearted in his competing, if he has to be first because he's scared or angry for some reason and he has lost his capacity to care when he's not competing, then um, you know he can he might have a um, competitive alpha complex, not just be a you know a high achieving kid, which is good. Um, competitive alpha complex kids they can become very dominating and cutthroat and they and it can just become a feature of their personality and that's that's not good that's unpleasant. The third manifestation of the alpha complex is the demanding alpha. Gordon. Um, he talks about this specifically in the context of dependency. So when kids um, have a demanding alpha complex, they're orchestrating how you take care of them. So it's kind of like the bossy alpha, but it's specifically related to how others are caring for them. So they'll say things like, you're the mother, you're not supposed to, to do it like that, or no, 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 that's not how you put my coat on, put it on this way. You see, so the alpha instincts are out of place. The child is taking responsibility for how you are parenting them. They might appear very strong and confident, but they are really panicked. They're really alarmed and they feel like they have to tell you how to take care of them because they don't trust that you can take care of them. And they don't always sound super nasty. Sometimes they're they're very sweet, but it's still... um, you know, it's still not coming from the right place. It's out of context. So I have one child who does this, who tells me how to parent my other children, and I can feel my defenses come up. I can feel them come up because it's kind of offensive. And also her advice is usually, it's a terrible idea. (laughs) But I have to stay calm and try to stay soft-hearted because the thing I need to do is to assure her that I have things under control. So if I become out of control and start yelling at her or something, it's only going to confirm for her that, you know, I'm in over my head or whatever. Um, Okay, the fourth 
alpha manifestation is the bossy alpha. I mean, not the bossy, the bully alpha, the bully alpha. Here the alpha person senses a vulnerability or neediness in another person. So they can sense the, the, the vulnerability, but instead of responding with care, they move in to exploit the weakness. This is a perversion of the alpha instinct. So they have the instinct, they have the, they recognize the vulnerability, but they lack the caring. They're attuned to the vulnerability, but they're not moved to be the answer to the need. Bullies are emotionally hardened to any feelings of caring or vulnerability in themselves. So if you have a bully alpha kid on your hand, you just have to soften their defenses before you can get in there. The fifth manifestation that I'm going to spend the most time on, it surprises me because I just, I did not understand why this was even an issue. This is the rescuer helper, helper alpha. Gordon calls this uh, the mother hen syndrome. Some children re assume the responsibility for the well-being of others, but to a fault. And the, when I first learned about this, I'm like, well, what to what fault? What is, how could there ever be a problem with respond, like caring for other people and meeting their needs, right? I didn't get it, but I understand it now. Um, the gospel reading last week when I first started preparing for the show, it was the story of the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan encounters a beaten traveler lying on the side of the road, and he is moved with pity. He comes to the aid of the traveler. He even takes him to an inn and provides for his care. This is true Christian charity. This is true alpha caring. It's coming from uh, the right place and it's you know loving others it's virtue at all costs that's beautiful so being helpful and concern is a sign of virtue but some people have a need to help or to rescue even when it's not called for sometimes the help's actually hurting somebody so we might fix things for people when they should learn to do it themselves. Many helicopter parents do this. I've talked about that. They have their, they're acting from their own fear. So they help their kids too much. They cover up their kids' transgressions or they do their homework for them. And it actually stunts their child's development, right? It's not helping the child. They're not responding to acute need in someone. They're responding to their own need to be useful or maybe, um, you know, they want, they want to make, to them, they want to protect their family's image or something. So they want their kids to get perfect grades so they do their homework. The helper syndrome also appears in people who are moved to care in the wrong situations. They might try to take care of somebody else's child when the parent is right there and doesn't even want them helping, or they rush in and help at the scene of an accident and make matters worse. Their caretaking is out of place. And children, this is seen when the child tries to take care of their peers instead of allowing an adult to care for the peer. They don't trust the adult to do their job. They're, they're caring, and that is great. That is really great. You have something to work with. But the problem is they're not trusting the adult to do their job. Their, their caring is coming from a, partly from a, I think it does come partly from virtue, but it's also coming from a place of unrest. They're not confident the um, adults around them know what they're doing. Do you see the problem? Do you see why it's a problem? I didn't really understand it at first until one of my mentors at the Newfeld Institute um, 
explain the issue. So we, of course we want our kids to be compassionate, but if they display compassion because they think you're clueless and they need to take over, this is alpha out of place, that's all. They're still great kids, but there's, it's just out of place. The other thing with the helper alpha that I want to mention is that they have trouble taking, um, receiving help themselves. That is such a problem. So they, they have this exaggerated need to help others, to rescue others, to be the answer to other people's problems, but they have a hard time leaning into others for care. So they feel very alone and lonely and not cared for. In children, this is clearly, I mean, in adults, that's even a problem, but in children, it's a serious problem because they've numbed out those natural, um, those, that yearning to depend on people that are responsible for them. So I am a helper alpha. I have always wanted to save the world. I think I have answers that other people need to hear, even if they didn't ask me any questions, right? So it's like, hey, hey, I have an answer to a problem and you didn't even know you had the problem. <laughs> so, so I have compassion for helper alphas because it does come from somewhat of a, of a good place, but, um, but sometimes it's just, it's not good. Like I'm also one of those people that I would rush in to save a child or an animal in a fire, even if the firemen were there, the firefighters were there. Like that is alpha out of place. I would make, I mean, hopefully I wouldn't really do that, but this is like, typical. I have like when I see literally when I see an accident, I have an uncontrollable urge to save everybody. And I have to try to to just since I've become a parent, I'm better about this because I know that if I get harmed it would harm my children. But, you know, it is coming from a good place, right? I if you're an helper alpha, honestly, I would rather be your friend than the bully alpha. <laughs> Although if we're both uh, helper alphas, we won't let each other, um, we won't look to each other to help. We won't let, I won't let you help me and you won't let me help you. So, <laughs> so anyway, but I think the helper alphas are, um, it's a good place to start, right? And in Catholic spirituality, we, we know that um, God can work with our mixed motivations, right? So even when we act with kindness, um, both from a sense of real concern but also because we have some kind of need to be needed or some alarm or something. Well, God can work with that, right? He can bring good from it and he can help us grow. He can purify our motivations as we mature spiritually. Okay, so those are the, um, the five manifestations of Alpha. The one thing they all have in, in common is that the alpha instinct is no longer serving its intended purpose to be the answer to a need in another person. That's the thing that's in common. The alpha drive is very intense in all people without an alpha complex, but the drive isn't coming from the right place. It's coming from a place of fear or alarm, not confidence, caring, or compassion. Many alphas are wonderful friends and partners, but in some way their lives and relationships are being dragged down by something that's really hurting them, something they aren't even aware of. And if, um, and you know, we can't miss a big point. When somebody's being bossy, bullying, demanding, right, and such, their, their spiritual lives are squeezed tight. Like I said, they can grow spiritually, but my gosh, they are burdened by a lack of trust. And that is my big point. We want our children to be able to trust real love 
is about giving and receiving. They must be capable of vulnerability and in, in trusting other people, especially God, right? So I think I'll leave it there for today. I'm trying to be disciplined about sticking to my 20 minutes. I'll kind of think about it. And if I need to do another show on Alpha, I'll do that. But you kind of get the picture. Uh, that's it for today. You can read show notes for this podcast on my website, intentionalcatholicparenting.com. There you'll find articles, link to research on parenting and child development. You'll also find links to connect with me on social media. My author's website is live now. Check it out, kimcameronsmith.com. Pray for me as I will for you. God bless you. Have a great day. 